Okay, so with that, hi and welcome to After the Hype with me as always, Brian, John, Ryan, and Chewie's here today. Hi. Uh, and then we have special guest, Kara. Hi. I just blitz past everybody else even getting a chance to say hello. Hi. Oh, wait. <laughs> Delayed <laughs> reaction. I've been, just cut in one of my old highs. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we had a lot to talk about today. No no time for anybody saying hi, but we do have time for where have you been doing, which we'll do first. Oh, yeah. People do stuff. Uh, yeah, we do. Yeah. Uh, I'll say my first thing, uh, or my only thing, really. Uh, I played a fuckload of Rise of the Tomb Raider this past week. Ooh. Um, and I won't say much about it, because I don't want to take up a whole much time here, but I will say it is one of those games where I can feel myself actively taking time, so I don't want the game to end too soon. Because it feels like a game I could blitz through, and I don't want to. I want it to keep going. I'm going to be annoyed once it's over. So it's good, is basically what I'm saying. <laughs> I watched Legends of Tomorrow this no, week. No, damn it, I was going to do that one. <laughs> well, you can both do it. Can you we? Can, yeah, you yeah, can both yeah. do it. You just yeah. share. Okay, we're sharing this one. I had a good time. So did I. Uh, there's no substance to it. I, I, oh, I, mean, I don't if know if it'll d- make a season two, but I'm having a great time watching it. If you it. don't know the other shows, like you're just totally confused. I'm already totally confused, and I do know the other shows, and Doctor Who. I feel like I need to watch all of them to get The it. moment it started with uh, Rory, because I don't care about his real name, uh, <laughs> doing the time... Masters thing. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, he's a time master. <laughs> I want to see him fight the doctor now. And be like, you're time lord. I'm a time master. Dressed like uh, Malcolm Reynolds from Firefly. Yeah, yeah. yeah they just went all space mashup on this it's show. So see, good. that's the thing. He is the new master. <laughs> oh. But I like this crossover. Yeah. No, there's two of them. It's a weird time dilation. Oh, uh, paradox. <laughs> It was oh. a blast. I wish the white canary had a white suit and not something that had been dragged through the mud. Yeah. Her, cl- her and club outfit. I also outfit? wish yeah. they had whoever knew how to write her character on the show because they definitely are not writing her the same way she was in the other. Right. Like before. Yeah. And uh, Khufu <clears throat> is still fucking annoying. Can we just kill him? I like calling him Poo Poo, and it makes it so much better. <laughs> but you're in love with me. Uh, I've only known you for two months, but you're in love with me. How, <laughs> seriously, that's not going to make any girl fall in love with you, man. <laughs> okay, so we should move on to John? Yeah, uh, I'll just be really quick. Uh, I'm almost done with Fallout 4. I'll have more of an opinion later. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Kara? Um, well, I was going to go with how happy I was that Stephen Moffat was quitting. Okay, and then I was really sad that we're not getting a full season until 2017. I'm kind of fine with that. Yeah. I'd rather them take their time and write or something worthwhile. Or are they going to do partial things? They're going to do like a Christmas special, and mm-hmm. that's pretty much it. Oh. Yeah. We're not going to do like David Tennant, where we got a couple movies? I don't think so. That's lame. I, that's, no, it's not. It's totally fine. Yeah. Take it's, their time. Write Capaldi a story done? worthwhile. No, he said he's going to do one more. He's done after 10. Oh, then it, it's a little long. Like, if yeah. they were rebooting totally a new companion, new doctor, new writer, new showrunner, they could take all the time but well and Moffat's still doing season 10 that's like his last thing oh he's doing one more season yeah. so they're yeah. taking a long ass break and it's still the same people coming <laughs> back yeah. to it yeah that's maybe he's dumb. gonna use that year to travel the globe and find the new perfect writer for Sherlock oh what? <laughs> <laughs> 
I, 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 Wait, is he quitting Sherlock too? <laughs> no, he's focusing on that probably. Oh, I, just, yeah. I have I have no problem with them taking time to write it because yeah. I don't like when we get a rush season. You get a season like season eight, and it's which just was like, so yeah. disappointing. Like, I yeah. don't, and then you get season nine where he actually took his time on it, and it's yeah. fantastic. So like, it's like we finally watched the one of these episodes, finished it with uh, the Vikings. Yeah, because <clears> I'm not caught up on the season yet, and that uh-huh. ended wonderfully. I'm very excited about that. That was a good episode. Yeah, yeah. Season nine's good. It is good. I still watch the Christmas episode. I'll get around to it. Yeah, well, yeah. It was probably, it's real good. Yeah, it was a good Christmas episode for once. I've heard that. Mm. All right, mm. so everyone's gone. We're good. We can move gone. on to the. We've all left. <laughs> Everyone has left <laughs> the are, building. We are Show out of here. Uh, I'm going to sing on my way out. <laughs> Farewell. Uh, so, speaking of singing, um, Segway. That was a good, pretty good segue. It Almost was okay. if it was planned. And, you know, it was the best ever, John. Thanks. The best ever. That makes me feel warm inside. <laughs> I, speaking <laughs> of feeling warm inside. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so today is our, um, I'll, I'll say long-awaited, because I feel like saying it, ep- battle episode on musicals. And for most of the people in the room, I think we all like musicals. I wasn't sure mm-hmm. how much Ryan liked musicals. No, I'm not a fan yeah, in general. That's what I thought. What? <laughs> what? How do you not like music? It's weird. I'm really selective about them. John and I actually were kind of talking about this. We, we bonded we over it. Uh, yeah. I like a few. I've seen a few live that I like, but I don't. Like I, I won't enjoy a movie it's a, if it's a musical unless it's really good. It's it really boils down to like any any one thing could actually ruin the whole musical experience for me of a movie or a play. I, like, but I, those are, those are a lot more frequent than enjoying something fully. So my thing mm-hmm. is like, I'm a sucker for musicals, but I agree that it's like the film versions are always a little rough, and yeah. like it, yeah. I. I they're a lot tougher to pull off for some reason. When I see them in like a, an actual theater, I don't usually care if it's bad or good. I just have fun going because seeing it live is something completely it's different. different energy. Yeah. <clears throat> I think that loses something a lot of times when a movie is made out of it. A lot of times. But I actually think today is a rather rare exception where everything at the table, at least that had a stage production, <clears throat> they did a really good job bringing it to film. Yeah. And, uh, and I say and if some... it had a stage production, Ryan's does not. <laughs> um, Am I the only one? Yeah. 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 Oh, great. Yeah, yours is. That's why my win. <laughs> uh, but I don't know where we should start. Does anybody want to go first? Well, maybe talk about how we chose alternative musicals. Well, we did. Cho- well, I, we, that'll be kind of apparent, I uh, think. But yeah, we basically none of us chose like. The, well, we one of them kind of did. So yeah, it's arguable. It's arguable. Mm-hmm. Let's keep beating around this bush. Yeah, I'm just going to cut all this out. This is an well, if we're going to beat point. around a bush, then John should start. <laughs> oh. <laughs> keep that in. Well, but now I have But now context. you have to keep the whole... Yeah, yeah there's no the context. Boring it totally, he starts talking about his movie, there's the context. Hmm. Uh, okay, so let, let's get started. Uh, John, do you want to go first? Can you handle it? Uh, maybe warm up with someone else first. So John's going to go first. <laughs> oh, okay. The second you try to deflect, you're yeah. definitely going first. He's beating around that bush some more. <sighs> trying to get that joke in there. Got it's hilarious twice. the second time, too. <laughs> I do things twice. Right. John, your, your ten minutes have begun. All right. I picked Little Shop of Horrors. Little Shop. It's one of those musicals that <laughs> falls under that one where I liked every bit of it the first time I saw it. And I'm one of those people who doesn't like musicals. Mm-hmm. But everything from the music to the casting to the humor to the directing and all that, all those elements were great. And it's Frank Oz, so he tends to be really have a good balance of comedy. And uh, it, went, it played well with music. I actually wrote things as I was watching it. And they're really dumb what I wrote, but I'll use this as a defense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, um, yeah. Because it should be dumb. The... Uh, 
Greek the Greek chorus thing in the movie where they have the, the ladies that are just kind of singing in the background. Yes. Sirens. 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 Yeah. yeah. Uh, great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're awesome. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, but they're. I feel like because I've listened to a couple of cast recordings and stuff, and I feel like there was a lot more kind of energy in this, and they did a really good job of kind of getting a flavor of the of Skid Row, well, kind of. There's something about the like with them specifically, like the I've seen the stage production a number of times. Mm-hmm. The movie's always better. This is one of the few where, like, especially even on today's, like, the movie is most definitely better. Mm. Like, there's something great about that movie. And they, I mean, the energy starts from like moment one with them, and oh, yeah. they really kind of give you a sense of what's going to happen and give you that kind of. They set the tone, I guess, mm-hmm. and they do it really well. And uh, Rick Moranis is awesome. is awesome and. You don't really give him enough credit if all you've seen of him is like Ghostbusters or something else, where he's just like he's still pretty great, but he gets he's got he's got some good singing voice, and he's it's okay, but <laughs> it's, he, it's very Rick Moranis singing, which if you ever listen to his comedy albums, like if you like it, you like it, but it's yeah. not it's not gonna be the greatest voice in the world, but it works, and it's and he's directed well. I, I think like yeah, he plays a very great Seymour, and oh, has it's perfect a, Seymour. It's like that part was written for him almost. Yeah, and uh, just love him in it. All the songs. I was I tried to make a list of like here's what my favorite song is gonna be, and I wrote a list of all the songs. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of it, I was like, well, shoot, because every song I was like, ooh, this is my favorite song. Oh, this is my favorite song, and I guess if I had to, to boil it, no, I can't pick one. Sorry, pick one. Pick one. Uh, be oh. a dent the dentist song. Of Good Steve choice. Martin yeah. yeah. Doesn't choose. I had actually forgotten that Steve Martin was in this, and I laughed my ass off as soon as he came. Like as soon as he was on screen, and that that fake. Oh yeah. <laughs> motorcycle background. Everything about him was so cheesy and dark and great. It was so fucking good. That was like one of the first songs I had to sing as part of like a choir. I had that That's a, a great solo. song. Yeah. It was really weird as a kid, but you know whatever. That's fine. And that ties into like all the cameos they they did for this movie were pretty great. I'd also forgotten about Bill Murray, mm-hmm. who. <laughs> I was like, also laughing a lot during that moment. Oh, yes! <laughs> candy bar! Candy I'm going to get a candy bar! <laughs> and then uh, John Candy was in there as a radio guy. Yep. Forgot about that. So very weird. And for, for me, my random moment was watching the sirens at the very beginning. We were like, wait, is that the girl from Martin? <laughs> <laughs> that is the girl from Martin. They also change their outfit every single time you see them, which is pretty great, because each one gets more and more outrageous. Oh, yeah. And uh, the puppet work is what I meant. All I wrote was the puppetry work in my notes. <laughs> and that was good. I, I, it's really good. It's really good. I, I'm, I talk modestly, but I was like, wow, this is some amazing special effects. It's there, the- there's some stuff. At the, there's some... When the little plants start singing at the end, the very last, yeah, they, they kind of like, oh, that's, you know, that's fake. But there are moments where you know Audrey too is so lifelike that is kind of creepy. Oh yeah, there's they a few that. shots that are even framed where he, you know, he's tilting his head up and ready to eat, and I'm just like, this is kind of scary. And the amount of like puppetry that went into his like actual mouth of like actually getting it to like form words, like it's insane. Like like it actually like forms as lips should form, and it still just kind of blows my mind how well they actually pulled that off. And they paired the actor so well with the the puppet that like. It's the voice actor? The voice actor, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, It was such a great pairing, and the energy, like, Audrey 2 is a great villain. Oh, yeah. Scary, got some attitude. And that, that duet he sings with the Rick Moranis. Um, the Looks Like Plant Food to Me. Looks Like Plant Food to Me. Yeah, I don't know is, the actual name of the song, because it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all the plant uh, the song titles are all wrong, because I'm just like, oh, there's this, the key words. Yeah. <laughs> but that that uh, moment was really great. What else do I got? 
I wrote down, God damn, that puppet work a, a bunch of times on this. Each time getting more and more caps. It's pretty good. I lo- I, I'm a sucker for puppets. So I, I'm just a sucker for practical effects. Like, yeah. That's like one of the best ever. Like That fucking Audrey 2 is amazing. And now I hadn't actually seen the original cut of oh. this before until recently. I'd only read about it. I was like, oh, that's, that sounds cool. And I'd seen the one where they get the suburban house and yeah. they live happily ever after. And having seen the greatness that is that original ending, it just bumped the movie up. Just because it's so crazy. It goes like, this is really nuts. I kind of like the, the happy-go-lucky ending. I don't know why. I just... I. It just—I feel like it fits the tone of the movie more. The happy-go-lucky ending with like the plant and like the little like, garden in front. Can you see? The, is there an alternate ending? Yeah, there is. Yeah. Where like like a bunch of Audrey 2s basically destroy New York. So it, it goes way why off the rails. Why did we watch that? So because we ran it on Amazon. Oh. So yeah, the version I watched actually had the original ending cut onto it. Okay. So huh. I was like, wait, this isn't. I don't remember this. I don't remember Rick Moranis getting completely eaten. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, Audrey getting eaten. And everyone losing. Well, that, that's and how the play it, ends. It's, yeah. yeah, it's super grim. Okay, because I'd, I'd listened to this the um, original motion picture or the original play soundtrack before watching this movie again. I was like, why does this soundtrack end on such a downer note <laughs> about not, uh, on this amazing song about not feeding the plants? Yeah, <laughs> and I was, and I think that's what kind of made that ending work in the movie too. Is that we got to hear that that end that song of just moral of the stories don't feed the plants. Yeah, very kind of anti nature, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> Oh my god, just watch rewatching this movie with Brian. And then the moment the plant starts doing the kissy sound at him when he cuts his finger, and I'm just like, whose instinct would ever be to feed this thing? Burn it. Burn it down. <laughs> so, like, I just started screaming at the TV. I mean, I can't really argue with you. It's like, oh, this thing wants to eat me. Yeah, I'll kill it. <laughs> yeah. I'll kill it. And, yeah, just the chemistry of everyone is so good. I mean, there's really... Before I start sounding like a broken record, there's not a whole lot more I can really say about it. You haven't said anything about Audrey, and she's phenomenal. Oh, yeah. I've I've forgotten how good she was. I remember the first time being like, that's kind of a strong presence on screen. Yeah. And then, and I forgot how funny she was, too. Everything about her, like her voice, like her antics. Yes, doctor. Yes, doctor. Yes, doctor. Sorry, doctor. Sorry, doctor. Oh, wait, doctor. (laughs) She's fantastic. Like, like the the chemistry of the cast is really where I think you you outshine a lot of us today. It's like they gel so well together. Well, I was worried when I picked this because like, what if it isn't quite as good as I remember it? And I'm only looking through nostalgia colored glasses. Yeah. And no, no, <laughs> the act like the acting, the chemistry of everyone is so good. And that's another thing that will turn me off of a play or a musical or things like that. Is like if the chemistry isn't like from moment one great, I'm just like there's something. I, they're not going to fall in love and sing a duet together. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I hate this whole endeavor. Now? Musicals suck. Well, the, one of the things that your yours does better, not better, but do, actually I think most of them at the table actually do this really well. To, oh, most. There's one that does not. Um, supremely does not. But it hired people who can <laughs> sing. And, like, and that really, really pulls. Well, I also, especially yeah. a musical together. Because like, you can get, like, like if we did, like, Sweeney Todd, if that was on the table today, it's like, why the fuck would you hire Johnny Depp? Even he said he yeah. can't sing. Like, what yeah. a horrible idea. Yeah. And yeah. yours well, went for funny people who could sing. And, like, that makes a world of difference. Yeah, no, Johnny Depp angers me. When he, when he sings, I'm just like, fuck that guy. I hate, I hate everything. Stop it. Stop it now. Yeah, like, just shut up. I'll pay you. I will pay you to stop. For this experience? I'll watch you play Jack Sparrow to the end of the time, but don't you sing again. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it, I, I did double check to make sure that they were the ones who were actually singing and it wasn't uh, 
a dub over because that's the inkling like oh they're actors they can't they they're comedic actors they're not going to be able to sing and no they can sing yeah and that's they make awesome. it work like, yeah. especially and, audrey's voice is phenomenal surprisingly yeah. good for how squeaky her actual normal speaking voice is and her her performance in this is actually better than the original uh cast recording because i compared yeah because yeah. i was like i don't like this this audrey because oh, listening to that first i was worried like uh-oh Maybe Audrey wasn't that great of a character to begin with. No, she's got some pipes. She really does. You have a minute left. If there's anything else you want to say to close this thing out. God, that dentist, <laughs> Steve Martin. Like uh, He does steal the show he does. so quickly. And I watched that, that musical number over and over again. I called Chewie back into the room because she walked away for a second when he, uh, after he does like the, oh, mama. <laughs> oh, mama. <laughs> and then like does the boom, boom. Because I'm a... And they, that well, I can't describe what he does, but that physical if, if you, move, I'm like, you have to see that. <laughs> that was awesome. It's almost an essential watching. Yeah. Of, of, if you want to know what he was like as a comedian back in the day, yeah. pull this out. There's other movies, but this is really good. It's really because it's not, it's really, it's a good look at him because it's not a Steve Martin movie. No, he's playing mm-hmm. something very different that you don't quite, you don't always get. Yeah. All right. Uh, you, you mm. Five, four, three. Pop it. Feed me, Seymour. <laughs> <laughs> Feed me all night long. Ugh. All right, who wants to go next? Don't all jump at once. I suppose I could. <laughs> Would you like to? Yeah, I'll go next. Okay. Uh, you have no choice in this. More huh? energy. Energy. Go. All right. For my movie, I chose the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yay! Because it is one of the best movies and musicals ever created okay maybe not movie there you go what yeah, are okay. the most yeah. <laughs> brian's for, for waiting for that qualifier lay genre of transgendered and lb i always forget get the one. acronym right <laughs> asshole <laughs> gay rights there, oh, that'll work <laughs> uh, close call it's a great movie fantastic My, mine's better no. It is. In the way that it actually has a message, yes. Yeah. But, but mine is fun. No. Oh, that pesky pesky message. Yeah. <laughs> message. Uh, Sorry, go all ahead. Right. <laughs> what if you haven't seen the Rocky Horror Picture Show, it is a phenomenon which gave us Tim Curry. Uh this was actually his first big like movie released in America. I think it might have been Susan Sarandon's, I don't remember. I think so. It was her big it was like one of her very first big things, if anything. She's um, hot. Yes, she was very hot in it. Mm-hmm. And you um, see her in her underwear pretty much the whole movie. It's pretty great. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You see a lot and of people in their underwear. With Richard, yeah. O- yeah. not Richard O'Brien. Uh, yeah. How are your feelings about fishnets? Because you're going to see a lot. Barry Bostwick. Good old Barry Bostwick. Was in Bostwick. his underwear. And <laughs> Sounds his, like a baseball player. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Go Barry Bostwick hits a home run for a three-point lead. And ah, there he is. Three-point lead? You I don't know sports. <laughs> you don't need the full 10 minutes, Chewy. Your movie's good. Don't yeah. worry about it. You really don't. You're... Okay. Well, it was released in 1975. Okay. Before transgendered rights was really even a thing. Uh, well, they're actually supposed to be transsexuals in the movie, but yeah. It still isn't a thing yet. We're working on it. it mm, it's closer now than it okay. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, budgetary-wise, it had $1.4 million, which mm-hmm. when you're watching it, you're like, Fuck, they did a lot with that money. They really did. They did yeah. so much with that money. <laughs> and uh, when after I did the Wikipedia earlier and I was questioning the $140 million, that seems like a lot for a release back in the 70s. And then I look at the Wikipedia some more. It's never been pulled 
The f- and I'll just read it off Wikipedia right now. The film is considered to be the longest-running release in film history. It has never been pulled by 20th Century Fox. It's original 1975 release, and it continues to play in cinemas to this day. Oh, oh I yeah. see. It yeah. never had an official oh. pull date. Which yeah, is that's amazing. A, that's pretty cool. And this this is one this is one big thing that's favorite is that it has defined a cult generation. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it, it is like almost next to like Plan Nine from Outer Space, like the epitome of the cult film. I would like, almost say this one has more of a cult following than Plan uh, yeah. Nine. I know, yeah. but I'm like talking Strong about one. the original. Like, we, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I get you. But I'm just saying, like, when it when it comes to like, hey, do you want to watch that cult? Like, you th- think of a cult films, you almost immediately go to Rocky Horror, like it, every yeah. time. And just. Based off like the phenomenon just in the country in the world, how it created, I know they did like re- uh, reenactments in front of films before, but Rocky Horror is a completely different monster, and you can enjoy it as just a movie, as just a stage play, or the two of them combined, and then it's the artist's participation just enriches it even to like the tenth degree. It just Everyone has fun. Even you say you don't necessarily like the movie as much. I don't. But you go to the show and you're enthralled. Mm-hmm. You See, feel so like amazing while you're watching it. That's that's my one actual knock against your film, and the only reason why I don't think it's the best at the table today is because watching it at home, it's fine. It's entertaining. Like there, there's really cool parts to it. I still love it but, on its own merits. Yeah. I get that, but like for me, it's like okay, you guys stood in one room and sang like five songs. Like there's way can't... more than five songs in the movie. No, no, I'm saying that you stood in one room. They did like the welcome to this room thing, and then the dude comes out of the icebox. Like they just keep standing in this one room and just like it, like the budget shows and it gets kind of boring. But you put that exact same scene in a theater with a hundred other people, and suddenly it's a fucking blast. It's like the I just don't think the translation to home theater works as well as. Some of the other movies at the table, one horribly excluded. I mean, what's okay. the qualifier but, um, there? What's yeah. the argument? It, on one hand, that's a knock but, against it. On the other hand, but that's, that's a also great just uh, no, I totally yeah. So it's whether like, or not people like a movie in general. Like you yeah, can like right. one movie more than the other. You don't like Kara's choice. Kara loves her choice. I mean, it gets to a realm of like, what do you like? Yeah, and. Well, that's a and broad no, and argument for the I know, entirety but that's of what film I'm saying. I'm like, With that, everyone f- wins. I'm just saying that like, when it comes to most films, I would like to be able to watch them everywhere. And with your film, I can watch <laughs> it in a theater and have a great time, or I can watch it at home and go, that was fine. Yeah, I guess so. But then to but, you know, keep adding on to the other side of that, too, I, is mm. that the... Just go for it, Chewie. Just go for it. No, I just lost what I was going to say now. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm. The fact that it, it's a movie that can involve such passion from an audience... You don't get that very much. Like, no. Yeah. And a, a sustained passion from the 70s to now to like, forever. It's reaching a new generation every generation. Like it's got it's such... Rebooting. It has no n- cultural divide in that way. It touches it touches on something that people can relate to. And just like the essence of sexuality that the film oozes. With it, like very few other films ever capture it. And it's not a gender thing. Anyone... It's the beauty of it. Each one of them represents kind of a gender, but then they all become asexual at the end, where they're all dressed the same. And just how that comes together is just, it's beautiful. And it's amazing how it can bring so many people together. Yeah, and that'll yeah. continue to be true generationally. You're right. Oh, yeah. yeah. No one, like, it's one of the yeah. few movies where, like, you don't really get tired of it. Like, you don't yeah. get tired of seeing it. But it's one of those things where, like, I think it gets a lot of people to watch it because even today, it still feels kind of taboo to watch it. Like, it feels yeah. like it's a yeah. little well, like you wouldn't. I would reason, watch my movie with my mom before I'd watch Rocky Horror with my mom. Yeah, there's the just gender divide yeah. for some reason is the biggest taboo, honestly. 
I don't understand why it still is, or we're, we're breaking down barriers slowly. But we're getting there. And this movie was a trailblazer within that concept. Well, it did kind of, I mean, this is calling back a few episodes ago, but it did kind of like what Mad Max did for like women in film. But this one just for more of like just the open sexuality where it was said more about open sexuality and just being who you are because it never called attention to it. No. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how Mad Max did for women's rights by making it all about women without ever just saying this movie's about women. Like yeah. th- it did yeah. the exact same thing. But that's it, that is almost impossible to do. It gave us a do. character that even if you're straight, you think Frankenfurter's hot. Like you are attracted to him or her, whoever, whichever way you view his Frankenfurter's character. Yeah, I'd agree with that. <laughs> like, I wouldn't. No, <laughs> he kind of horrifies me. me He's kind of scary. If Tim yeah. Curry in came in and just oh, whispered anticipation into your in your ear, you wouldn't get chills. It's the difference between Tim Curry or Frankenfurter. Because Frankenfurter, <laughs> no, Tim Curry. But mm, I love tra- me some Tim to Curry. Me, Tim yeah. Curry is Frankenfurter. I know that yeah. the, a lot of other people can capture a great performance, but. He is that character. I don't think... I I think Tim Curry made a... Like, did, like, the impossible of made a character. Like, he made somebody who's, like... He Mm -hmm. made that thing. Like, there's Mm -hmm. Tim Curry, then there's Frankenfurter. He made a character that is, like... I I wish Laverne Cox luck, because you can't (laughs) do it. Yeah, you'll never... It's just the delivery of the anticipation line. Like, I don't think anyone else is going to be able to do that. No. Or pretty much anything he does in that thing. The entire, his opening song of the Sweet Transvestite, like, it's fucking amazing. And even though, like, I told you as we watched, like, what was the point of that scene? Like, he just literally (laughs) comes down in an elevator and goes, I'm a transvestite, and then leaves. It's like, what the fuck was the point of that? It was it's just a grand entrance. All his glory. (laughs) See, that is how we should greet all our guests. Hello, I'm I'm straight whitey. Welcome. I have glitter on today. (laughs) Well, I mean, if you have an elevator in your castle, you have to use it. For a grand entrance. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Also, I don't feel like the film feels dated when you watch it. Like, a lot of 70s musicals kind of feel dated now. It it has a very specific style that isn't withheld into the 70s. Exactly. Because it went for that B-horror science fiction-y thing, it kind of, like, sidestepped, like, being a product of its decade. Right. Yeah. And I, I know... Just because of the budgetary thing that I had, it had to have been in an existing space. Mm-hmm. At least yeah. a decent amount. The laboratory and the pool scene were probably constructed, but then the rest of that might have been... Uh, I don't know. I have to put some research into it. No, you're right. Yeah. I looked it up as I was because I was getting supremely bored while space. watching it. So <laughs> <laughs> I was looking all this up. And and the songs. Like, this is another one of those movies... You don't have a where, minute left. Where the well, songs all the are songs good. are amazing. Like, every song stands on its own. You can listen to the whole soundtrack... And you can talk to any of the song, and you'll enjoy each one of them on their own merits. The only song that ever I don't love it intensely is the one about Rocky working out. <laughs> I'll make a man out of you. I think that's one. Yeah. That's the. Yeah. That's to me. That's the lowest grade song in the entire thing, and it's still it's just you pretty high. Well, <laughs> I can't. It's not. The only but, thing you and, didn't touch on that I think is the best thing in it is the one part that gets me to belly laugh every time, which is where Frankenfurter bangs both Susan Sarandon and. Um, well, that gets, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. That is a great well, that scene. That also gets into yeah. the whole like everyone's kind of almost not asexual, but everyone I'm, can love anybody. In I'm that not movie. even talking about that part. I'm just talking about the comedic timing of it is is right. phenomenal. And they're both stupid. Oh yeah. Oh, oh no, you're, you're not, not Janet. Janet. Of course, it's not Janet. Of course, it's not Janet. Damn it. <laughs> 
there's just something so good about that. Would you want her to see you like this? <laughs> like this, like hell. <laughs> well, after we learn a little bit more about Janet, she probably would want to see yeah. him like that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Get her a whip. She just wants to be touched. She wants to feel dirty. Oh, that, that song. <laughs> but we didn't even talk about Eddie. I know. Uh, yeah, you missed Eddie. You really missed... Uh, I told you I should have constructed my thing. It's tough. No matter how much you prepare, you're never ready. Unless you make a top ten list, it's really tough. to <laughs> it's really everything you want to do. The easiest way to do it. I tried. Like I just yeah. got like this Meatloaf damn puppetry. Meatloaf was in it, and yeah. Meatloaf is amazing. Too yeah. late. Yeah, that strike that from that the does, record. Does not count in her <laughs> argument. Whatever. It is stricken from the record. Uh, who wants to go next? I'll go in the middle because I'm the weird one. That would mean you're next. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm volunteering for, right now. Going. Boom. Start. Go, I'm going to volunteer now for going. I volunteer guys, this tribute. Are you guys ready to listen to my... You've already uh, wasted six seconds. Shit. <laughs> uh, so my movie uh, is in some ways the the oddball of the bunch and is kind of an anti-musical or an unmusical, but in some ways it is the most classic musical at the table as well. I'm doing South Park, bigger, longer, <laughs> and uncut. Um Clearly, I mean, it's a, a beautiful piece of satire. It is modeled exactly after the epitome of a Broadway musical, uh, starting with the, the Mountain Town song that is pretty much ripped straight from Beauty and the Beast, um, <laughs> ending with the exact same song with more people singing it and hitting all the beats in between. Uh, I was, uh, um, I think, uh, 14 when this movie came out which is the perfect age to see a South Park movie. Yeah. Uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker at the time had just come off of like their hottest season of all time. And actually when this movie came out, they were on like kind of a slump, but I still think it was uh, a masterpiece and it was the precursor to what they eventually did uh, with um, uh, Book of Mormon. Yeah. Uh, and I can't wait for them to make that into a movie. I hope they get the original Broadway cast for that. Oh, they have to do it soon if they're going to do that. Yeah. Because again, I mean... Uh, South Park is pretty amazing in that it had such a series of highs and lows. Uh, I still think, does. Yeah. yeah. I, I, but I mean, it started out really like appealing to <clears throat> to its audience of, of teenage boys. Um, and everyone kind of loved it. And, and then it got kind of like uh, peaked a few seasons in. And then it had a really long slump. I don't think I watched the show from like season seven to 15 or whatever. I don't even know what they're on. It had a weird growing pain before it kind of... Came- morphed into what it is now yeah and then it kind of came back like really strong a couple of years ago when they started doing the maintaining storylines through the entire seasons I, I think it really is at a high point but back to my movie uh <laughs> bigger longer and uncut i think one of the south park movies strongest suits is the soundtrack not many people here have talked about it but i think every if i read you the title of every song in my movie <laughs> it, the hook is going to be in your head yeah um uncle fucker <laughs> Uh, blame Canada. Kyle's mom's a bitch. What would <laughs> yep. Brian Boitano do? Mm-hmm. Uh, up there, La Resistance. Uh, I can change. I'm super. And then the Mountain Town reprise. Uh, you could yeah, na- sing the hook those, to yeah. all of those songs. I well, think it was a cultural icon among our generation. Well, and it's a movie that is like we're not like your you're not like your average musical, but they follow all those tropes and still somehow manages to package it. Like you said. Yeah. Well, I think part of doing or being good at any kind of satire is that you have to master the craft before you can do it. Yeah. I mean, the greats, I think this movie is right up on the shelf among the greats with Monty Python, with Leslie Nielsen's movies. Uh, the cast <laughs> is great. It has Isaac Hayes. They got, um, 
uh, George Clooney, um, Tr- Matt Stone and Trey Parker, as <laughs> usual. I don't know if you knew they were in South Park. <gasps> oh, no, I didn't. The thing that, that you're not touching on that I actually really do enjoy about the movie is I really enjoy the plot. Like it's just <laughs> what? It is, so, I, I honestly do. Like it, it is just ridiculous enough for me to actually have fun with it. Where it's really just it's a campaign against swearing. Which now, if you watch the show, they, oh, they yeah. swear up and down. I mean, the reason I kind of avoided it is because at the same time, uh, it's kind of the one thing that falls flat if you watch it uh, six years later or whatever, uh, ten years later. Um, yeah. Because the kind of the war against censorship is dying down. It's pretty much done. Yeah, I mean, and I, because of things like South Park, it was amazing well, the censorship that this movie towards uh, swearing, C- yeah. censorship Especially towards swearing, nudity yeah. is still a thing. That's true, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, violent video games or whatever is definitely still in the news. But um, yeah. this movie came out two months before Columbine, which was just like amazing and sad timing for them because that after Columbine, it kind of embodied everything that they were speaking out against in this movie when they were like, ah, a bunch of kids shot their schoolmates because Marilyn Manson. Um, I don't know. Other than that, I, I don't know if the plot really did much for me. I, I have fun with it. I really like, I like the, the entire plot line of um, Saddam Hussein wanting to come back to earth to rule by being <laughs> Satan's gay lover. Like, like there's, yeah. like there's so much, just but like that's, ludicrous. that's not really the plot. That's a joke. No, but there's but. like, there's, it's jokes, but there's story. Like the, the good thing about Trey Parker and Matt Stone is that none of their jokes ever are just surface level jokes. Like they really feel like they always come yeah. organically. Like they, it never feels forced. Even like, with the Brian Boitano song, like completely out of left field, but they yeah. reference it like three times before they actually get to the song. <laughs> right. It's just like, like everything has like it is so well crafted and so well made that when you get to it, it always like you can understand why you're laughing at it. Yeah, which is tough to do. They even did that with Team America, which is nuts. Like the they are so good at what they do. Yeah, it's scary. And it makes me hate him a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. I mean, that's my biggest argument for this film, is it stands alone as a film. It You don't have to compare it to a, a Broadway musical to, no. to enjoy it. Um, it. I mean, it just mirrors all of my the Disney films I grew up watching. And I thought it was a great piece of satire. And uh, honestly, it stands alone as a great musical because they hit all of the beats. And it's kind of weird that like there's a, a big movement for it, I think, like two years after it came out, to get like a stage production, and they just never had the interest in doing it. Yeah, they, they didn't want to sell it. They didn't want to, like, nah, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it, and we don't want to do it. Yeah. And, it's like, and they right. made an original one instead, and it worked out and way it was better for phenomenal. them. Phenomenal. Yeah. Like, like the, the funny thing is about those two guys that they really, like, hey, I want to do this thing, and then they're the best at it. Yeah. It's like, hey, I want to make a video game. You made one of the best video games of the year. Yep. It's like, oh, I want to make a musical and make one of the best musicals of the year. One of Tony, like for fuck's sake, like they are amazing at what they do. <laughs> I don't know if it's that they are amazing at everything they do, or they set out specifically to do things that they think they can do well. I think it's probably a mix of the two. It's definitely a mix of the two, but by yeah. doing it well every time, it really does kind of like create that look of like, no, we're just that great. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> and I gotta say, we're awesome. If you compare them to the other TV show that does musical numbers, Family Guy, they really blow it out of the park. Oh, it's not even a comparison. No. Like, like, yeah, it's it's like Seth, Seth MacFarlane clearly loves musicals, but these guys know how to write one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. like there's there's a difference between loving it and paying homage to it, like Seth MacFarlane, and actually writing it, and like yeah. and actually like getting in the dirt and doing it. And that's what these guys do, and they they're great. Yeah. It's actually, I didn't realize until I was doing a little research before this how close some of the songs are to other numbers. It's really funny. Oh, yeah. They, they put a lot of effort into it. Like, yeah. especially, like, I, I'm a big Lame Is fan. They yeah. put a ton of work into making a song that's, like, exactly <laughs> like Lame Is. Yeah. Yeah. 
and like down to like the color schemes to like where it takes place like they put so much effort oh yeah into and making on screen too thing. yeah and yeah they're for being cheap shitty 2d animation they frame this movie like a musical yeah like a, a broadway stage musical not just like a disney show yeah, yeah. well depending on the song like right. either they they take their shitty 2d animation make beauty and the beast or they make <laughs> the, the bar scheme from lame is right it's insane how or much they're able Bubsy to do. berkeley for the the swearing song the f-word song yeah. oh yeah <laughs> Okay. <laughs> which i think is my favorite oh number my God. In that. it creeps it's... me out uh mackie's like the way his neck squeezes in the middle <laughs> with his tie i used to sing that song all the time just because my mom would be okay with me singing it yeah it's the one song <laughs> yeah it's the like movie. the one song is like well it's, a, it's about not swearing so i guess it's more okay <laughs> sure you have to swear to sing it but the message is good yeah <laughs> It's a compromise. It's a compromise. <laughs> so some of these movies at the table today are great for uh, moving the movement forward for transgendered people, and some are just great for dick and fart jokes for teenage boys. I mean, yours is probably the, I would say that's probably the best for the dick and fart jokes. <laughs> <laughs> if I had As to. some of yeah. the most, like quantity. Oh, it still holds, I believe, the Guinness World Record for most swears in an animated film. <laughs> I don't see that one getting beat. No, probably not. <laughs> it would be hard. Someone would have to set out to do yeah, it. Yeah, it's be like, how many did South Park have? We can yeah. bait it. Could <laughs> <laughs> be the tagline on the poster. Yeah, more swearing than South Park. Yeah, <laughs> more bleeping swearing than God. South Park. Yeah, I mean, your movie did have like it had two little like complete throwaway moments that killed me more than I think any other animated film ever. I mean, it's really random. There's a part where a dude sitting outside of uh, Mackie's office and just goes. Meh. <laughs> for some reason, that kills me every time. And then when Kenny's first in hell and the dragon flies by and then poops fire. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know why those two moments just kill Wow, me. I really didn't play to my host on this yeah, one. Though, you like the weirdest random shit from this I movie. really... Meh. <laughs> I don't know why, but that kills me every time. Uh, you have 20 seconds left. If there's anything else you want to say on this uh, to bring it home. Just how much I really love when Cartman... Uh, Cartman... When how much I really love when Cartman at the end is turns his V chip around to electrocute the demons and he ends with like tampon popsicle Barbra Streisand. Yeah. <laughs> so like only really three of the Streisand. words he actually said were curse words. <laughs> the rest were just things they hate. <laughs> oh, that's a good ending. You, you you brought it home for sure. Well, I, I I finished arguing for my movie like two minutes in. You really I had did. eight more, and then we just got to talk about your movie. Yeah. That that works. You or me? Who wants to go? Should I just go so you can hate my movie? Uh, you don't have to go for me to hate your movie. I hate your movie already. Like, that, that's I know already you hate on. it, but like, should we just like get the elephant out of the room? Sure, go for it. Okay. I actually I want to hear you defend it because I do know people who like the film. I just I think it's the worst thing ever. Well, made. I'm going to preface it with saying I like this movie for terrible reasons. Okay, that I I can get behind that. It's okay, okay to like movies for that. Yeah. Yeah. You have oh, nine minutes I... forty five seconds. Oh, okay. Left. Get going. Sorry, it's my first time, guys. I'm a little nervous. Um, so I chose Repo the Genetic Opera, which is Brian's favorite movie, as we've learned. Oh my god, I hate it so much. Brian who? <laughs> Brian Boitano. Boitano. <laughs> Brian had the same face watching this movie that I do when watching Transformers. <laughs> I was gonna compare this to Transformers, actually, because I'd like that movie for shitty reasons. <laughs> it's a two thousand and eight American I'm going to read the Wikipedia because I think it's just funny. It, they call it a splatterpunk rock opera musical comedy horror film. Words. I think that was self-described. Let's just throw words in there. 
Yeah. If I could audibly like roll my eyes, I would. I thought Wikipedia <laughs> banned like the content creators from writing their own <laughs> Wikipedia articles. Well, this was in 2008, so oh, maybe. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they didn't have Pre-banned. moderation back then. Yeah. No. yeah. And no one's looked at the Wikipedia since. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Wales is like, no. <laughs> the plot is a post-apocalyptic future in which technology has taken over and. Everyone has basically organ failure, mass organ failure, because technology and that. So there's a company called Jinko who buy organs, but or you can buy organs from. But unfortunately, if you don't make your payments, they come and repo you and kill you, essentially. Which is the same plot that they use for the Jude Law movie that came out like five years after this one. Which I saw that movie. Yeah, but this <laughs> one's a musical, so it's better. Yeah, the other one has Jude Law, though. He's so dreamy. Yeah, this has Anthony Stewart head singing, which I, you know. I, he, I can't argue with that part. I do like him. He could sing me the phone book, and I'd be okay with that. I'd be like, hi, Giles. Yeah, hey, Giles. <laughs> I'm just going to sit here. You can repo me anytime. <laughs> <laughs> and he has split personality in it, too, so. Dang. It's yeah. first, it's two heads for one. one. Of his personalities? <laughs> How does she end up in the movie? Um, well, oh. she plays a slut who can't sing and is addicted to plastic surgery and drugs, so herself. Uh, wait, and then what does she play? Oh. <laughs> it, it, it was her self role. It's really the only problem with her is when they actually have to have her sing, and it's just like, oh, God. Well, they cut her short. <laughs> they do. Yeah. And they definitely auto like with the, the hook. fuck out of her. But And it's, it's kind of, I like it in the fact that it's set up the whole time that she's a terrible singer. That's true. That does make it a little bit better. Unlike uh, my one Chris, one criticism of the movie is that Alexa Vega can't sing. Oh Not my god, she really can. I I had to leave the room when she started singing the Seventeen song. Yeah, I skip that one why, usually. Why do they feel the need to keep the original actors in a movie like this? It's not like they're going for the credibility of oh, we kept Johnny Depp singing. I think because they were all like they all got along through <laughs> all the thing and whatever and. The grave robber is also one of the creators, so I don't know. Well, he can sing. Oh, yeah, the yeah. grave robber yep. can sing. He can sing. Anthony Giles can sing. <laughs> Anthony, uh, Giles. Giles. Giles is Sarah great. Brightman can sing. Well, I would hope so. Yeah, that that, that one kind of goes without saying. Well, she's amazing. How they ever convinced her to be in this movie is like, I hope she got a really big check. Yeah. Just a really big check. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're the original from uh, Fan of the Opera. You're amazing. What else have you done? Uh, repo the genetic opera. Get out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> just, just go away. I don't care what you can sing. Hey, how come we didn't talk about who can sing in my movie? Because everyone surprisingly could. <laughs> uh, no, so why do you like it? What actually? Because when you say that you like this for terrible reasons, what are your terrible reasons? Um, I like it that everyone in the movie is a terrible person. No one has really any redeeming qualities. I mean, Alex Vega kind of does. She's really the only one who, I mean, she's just a nothing character. She's she, just an she, empty she's slate. She's there to, yeah, just to. She's there to have the plot happen to her. Yeah, to have the plot happen to her. But even her, oh, she's like, role. she's not like, let's actually leave and go. To, uh, well, I don't want to spoil it. Um, spoil away. We yeah, spoil everything. We do That's that. Oh, after the hype. Okay. She, and no one cares about this movie, let's be honest. Well, also, if you haven't seen it since, and it was out in 2008. You're uh, not going to yeah. now. You're, you're, we do it, it six months later. If yeah. you haven't yeah. seen it and it's out in 2014, we're spoiling it. Yeah. Anyways, she's not like, let's go to the hospital. Like, she's just like standing there being like in front of a whole audience being like, help us, oh, help us. And the whole audience is like, oh, my God, this can't be real. We don't even care if it is. And we just sit there. People are terrible. And that's the moral of this movie. 
I actually didn't watch it. Spoiler alert. But, <laughs> I, I didn't mean, watch yours. I so. Wikipedia'd it. Uh, and it said it's like a gross-out movie. Uh, is that true? Does it gross you out when you're watching it? Is that it's, the appeal of it? It doesn't like, gross me out, but it is very gothic and over-the-top with like blood and it's, shit. It's and... cyber-goth. Yeah. that's It's a cyber-goth film, and they... My defense for for you is that they nailed the atmosphere. Oh yeah, the whole nailed world it. they create is fantastic. That's important. That's really the only thing. I mean, and yes, you are right. That is important. But that is the only thing that I actually enjoy about the movie. Is like, yeah, that they did a really good job world building. But yeah. everything they put in the world is unwatchable. They're lyricist. If I said that word right, you did. Yeah, you did. You did. Good job. Knocked it out of the park. <laughs> I don't know who he or she had to bang. To be the lyricist for them, but they should never do it again. Yeah. They can't yeah. write songs. They wrote the one, the Anatomy song. I love that song. The when the, the mm-hmm. doing the drugs, but every other one, I'm just like, no, no, this doesn't even rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> it was really for me. It was like the I joked about it earlier. Mm-hmm. The like the line that I will find a hole and fuck it as a way to like introduce a character. Like in like the characters just there's like the level of like over the top where it's entertaining and then they mm-hmm. go over the top where it's bad and it's funny and then there's that one more level where it's like okay now I'm just not in it anymore I and that's ag- where they landed for like every character in the movie I will agree mm. with that song I hate particularly like that's the one song I hate in it but I really like Night Surgeon which is basically uh, when oh, Anthony, Anthony. yeah is... that one's everyone's more amusing is that the yeah, one where so. he uh, cuts a stomach out of a guy then reaches into his head and uses a puppet yeah, to sing I a harmony with him I do love that split personality that's a yeah. great moment that is a great moment I'll, I'll give you like that there are like the thing is like as much as I hate the movie because I think it's mostly unwatchable, they did put mm-hmm. some cool things in there. Like they did, like that sequence is kind of mm-hmm. funny, and they did have Sarah Brightman in it, and they did do a yeah. good job with the the world. But really, it's for me when I sit down and watch a movie, I want to like the plot, I want to like the singer, especially mm-hmm. the musical. I want to like the singers, and like they missed the mark on all of that. I will say, having rewatched it this afternoon, um, I liked it a lot more in two thousand eight, which is when I saw <laughs> it. You shouldn't admit that yet. We haven't voted. I don't well, care. No one's going to vote for my movie. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'm a realist. But I had also just started working in television, so I've, my soul hadn't quite died yet, but I was a little right. bit bitter. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I went and saw this with a friend of mine at the Music Box in Chicago, and about halfway through, she leans over like, so can we leave now? Because like, I really want to leave. And I'm like, no, I paid full price. We're sitting no. through this fucking thing. <laughs> it's like, if I pay for a ticket, I'm going to sit mm-hmm. through the fucking movie, and I was just miserable the whole time, yeah. just like gnashing my teeth like wow. with rage. I liked the fandom for this movie. Even yeah. when I saw it in theaters. But the fandom mostly came had... from the stage play. Like it was yeah. the people who loved yeah. the theater aspect. But someone of it. had even made the outfit, uh the repo man outfit and was wearing it in the theater when I went. Like Yeah, yeah me too. But I think that's because he was a fan of the stage play where they wear the I same thing. I wish I could thing. see the stage play. I don't I do I, too. never. I don't want to hear this music again. Never. Well, if they get <laughs> if they hire singers, maybe it sounds better. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, yeah. Also, it, there was a lot of rewriting that went on between the stage play and the um, movie version of it, because I've actually listened to the stage version of oh, it. Yeah. And there's a, some of the songs are a lot better, in my opinion. On the stage play? Yeah. Okay. No, in the movie. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> They're so great. Oh, my God. I know you love <laughs> it so really much. Bad. It's the best thing ever. Well, that's what I was going to say. Is like if, uh, they're better in the movie. They're like, oh, wow, that's a, that's yeah. a real bad thing for the play there. Yeah. Uh, I think... Now what's I'm panning my own movie. So what's your What's your favorite thing in the movie? Like, what What's the main reason why when When I said pick a favorite musical to choose, you were like, uh, chorus line. You wait, no, never mind. 
Repo the genetic opera. <laughs> okay, well, here's the thing. I started out in musical theater, so mm-hmm. I love tons of musicals. This right. is really hard for me to pick one. And I chose a chorus line originally just because it had been in my head. Like, the song came in my head uh, at the ballet. But then when I saw everyone else's musical choices, I was like, there's a theme, and a big part of musicals is the theme. Fair point. Uh, mm. And also, originally, I was going to say Rocky Horror, and then Chewie stole mine. <laughs> so I don't feel bad about that. No, it's cool. Um, Clearly. But you could have done Moulin Rouge. <laughs> I thought about Moulin Rouge, but I kind of hate Moulin Rouge sometimes. I oh. might have vetoed Moulin oh, Rouge. Oh, what? Sometimes you let her I pick w- that, but you would have vetoed Moulin Rouge? I probably would have vetoed Moulin Rouge. <laughs> Why? Because it's, it's not original music? music? Yeah, because they... That's I like the yeah. the poet one. That's an interesting debate for another time. It is. Yeah, yeah that's why I'm not getting into it. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Five seconds left. Um, Sarah Brightman's awesome in it, and she stabs her eyes out. That was a good ending. That's that a good awesome. ending. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that leaves me with uh, what I clearly think is the best one at the table. Yeah, um, Ryan. Let's hear what you think <laughs> yeah, is good. Yeah, that was such a great movie. Uh, is it gonna make? <laughs> are you angry about it? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Like an inch? <laughs> I'd high five you, but I can't reach. Oh, Why? Is it you're only an inch tall? <laughs> I almost don't want to argue for my film anymore because I'm so proud of that one joke. <laughs> and uh, the audience will never see it. <laughs> <laughs> if only we had cameras on our phones. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so my movie for today was uh, Hedwig and the Angry Inch uh, by John Cameron Mitchell, which came from his off-Broadway play uh, a couple years before this movie, which did pretty well. People enjoyed it enough to where when he wanted to make a film out of it, they're like, yeah, I guess we'll give you some money. Um, but mine's mostly about a guy who is, or girl, I should say, um, who is stalking but not stalking her former lover as he goes on tour using all the songs that they wrote together. But he claims that he wrote them all himself. So Hedwig is going on tour around the country and performing all the same songs in venues quotations which is basically anywhere closest to the stadium he can get that will allow him to play music and playing all the same songs as a way to kind of like attack him and that's kind of like the setup for the film and as the film goes you basically find out everything about Hedwig's life and it's all about how Hedwig went from being a small young German boy on in East Berlin to being a woman in America who is just like downtrodden and just wants to be a musician but everything is awful Hmm. Um, and it's just that journey from A to B, and it's all about trying to find essentially your other half. And they go really on the nose with that, but I'm kind of okay with it. Um, but they really they do a whole song about how like people were split in half. So either you're two guys or you're two girls or a guy and a girl, and you're split in half, and you need to find your other half in the world. And that's really what the whole movie is about. It's about him trying to find his complete person. And uh, the whole movie takes place, and you kind of figure out as it goes that that might not be the case. Maybe you don't need somebody else to be happy. And that's really like Hedwig's whole journey is through this whole thing. She finally figures out, no, I don't need anyone else to be happy. I need to be happy with me. And I kind of like that message. And I think they do a really good job selling that message. And Kara's giving me a frowny face. Why don't you like it? Well, in all fairness, I gave up after 40 minutes. So maybe all that like 
finding yourself and being okay with yourself happens after that, but I was wow. bored. I don't know how you're bored in this movie. That's 40 I felt minutes it was more very... than she gave mine, though. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Because <laughs> I, I, honest, I, I honestly don't know how you're bored, because when I think He's of musical... He's a good singer. The, I, the music was great. I yeah. liked the music, and when it was the musical bits, great. But like in between, I was just like, I don't really want to watch this anymore. I am just so captivated by the character Hedwig. Like, I could watch her do fucking anything. And like I think they did such a great job making that character in this movie that it is just like the greatest thing ever to me. Like this, after I finished watching it today, I'm like, no, I think this is my favorite movie musical. And I chose it just because I thought it'd be a fun one to talk about because I really like the music. And I saw it on Broadway with Darren Chris not that long ago, and I'm like, wow, that was fucking awesome. And then watching it again today, I'm like, no, I think this is my favorite one because like it does such a great job of just like stripping a person to their core, both like physically and literally. Uh, it, by the end of the movie, uh, he's literally naked and walking in the alley, just like I've just stripped bare. And they do such a great job just like bringing the audience down with him to like that level where you actually like you start loving Hedwig in spite of her flaws. And it makes this like great thing of going, she's fucking horrible, like just horrible to people. And it's because she doesn't know herself yet. And they do such a great job making you feel like you can be a good person. It's in there somewhere, but you need to stop being such a shithead. And she realizes that at the same time as the audience. And it's just the way that it's crafted and goes in and out with each other the whole time. It's like it kind of blows my mind how a first time director was able to pull this off so well. And he starred in it him as well. So like the fact that he wrote it, directed it and starred in it, like that is unbelievable in my opinion. Yeah, that rarely works. Yeah, like <laughs> it rarely works. And especially to this degree. You say those things in a row like written, directed, and acted, and you're like, nah, that's gonna suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's Normally usually... Normally, it's just a giant eye roll. Yeah, yeah and no, like, it, like, you feel like you're watching, like, a piece of John Cameron Mitchell, like, on screen. Like, this is, like, his life. And the fact that he did a play, a movie, and then did the play again, like, yes, this is his character. And he even... Before, none of this none of this shit's easy. <laughs> no, no, none of it's easy. And he even did it uh, uh, before Darren Chris. He was on Broadway with it another time. So it was um, Neil Patrick Harris and Michael C. Hall, then he did it again on Broadway it's like that is beyond impressive like I am just so impressed by him as like a filmmaker and just artist in general that watching him in this movie is just like it's a treat it is just a joy to be able to see somebody that good at their craft and just going away with it when you're talking about how like crafted he crafted the character and everything and when I was reading about it myself while we were watching it it was interesting to when you were I was reading about like the creative process of creating her, yeah. creating Hedwig. And it says that originally he wanted the whole play to focus on uh, Tommy. Right. Because he, Tommy is... Tommy's the former lover who stole the music. Yeah, and he's like... Uh, all the aspects of Tommy is actually things he pulled from his life. He okay. was He was raised by a general. He mm. was gay, and he was... Like, everything that Tommy embodies is actually what he used to be, like a big, like, choir church kid right, and right, everything. Right. And he originally intended for him to be the main character. Uh, and Hedwig was inspired by a woman that actually did work for his family that was a prostitute as well as a babysitter. Huh. And just while they were, like, shopping it, essentially, in the, like, clubs and everything, when they were creating the characters and creating the storyline, he decided that he focused on Hedwig. And it was just interesting to read about how it shifted in the, the di di dynamic that he found himself in this other character that is much different than what he was. And the funny thing about that is, like, especially if you really read into the character, I mean, the way that Hedwig goes through the whole movie, she basically, by the end of the film, feels that she created her other half in Tommy. Because Tommy was this church-going gay kid with a military father who she turned into a very confident gay man who's into the music and everything like that. And she basically made everything that she wanted to be 
in this other person and then realize that the whole relationship was just fucked because you can't be with yourself. Like you can't make what you want to be. You need to be who you are. And like, so the fact that they kind of did that accidentally while making the play, I think is kind of interesting. I did not know that. Um, so the thing that I have not mentioned at all, but we haven't really been mentioning that much, especially for a musical podcast, uh, (laughs) the, the songs in my mood, in my show, I, I will listen to way more than any other songs on the table. And now I granted, Ryan's, he can name all of them off, and I go, I know every word to every one of those songs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I, you don't I will listen, listen to, for, to no. What Would Brian Botana yeah. Do pretty much yeah. any time of day. I love that song. Although sometimes I'll find myself humming that and be like, wait, why? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But why not? Because they're pros at what they do. Damn it. Um, but no, like the songs in my, in my show, uh, they just, they're catchy, they're fun, and then you start listening to like what they're actually saying. It's like, oh, fuck, this is dark. And it does a really good job of being both dark and uplifting at the same time, which is the whole point of the whole show. Is like things suck, but they're also okay. Like you're going to be fine, but things can be really awful at times. That's the point of most good musicals to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, and if you pull it off well, it's like, wow. And like this movie, like it almost gets me to like the tearing up level. And nothing really bad happens in it. Like at the end of the thing, it's almost just kind of status quo. It's just now that she realizes, oh, this is just the status quo. And like that almost that's almost heartbreaking in a way of like, Oh, this is just my life. And I need to accept that this is my life, but it's also kind of beautiful in a way that it's like, Oh, like I, I've built this, this is who I am and I can do it now. Like that's kind of awesome. Well, the big message I got from it while watching it with you is so much of Hedwig's life is other people controlling her and telling her what to do and her just trying to survive. Mm -hmm. And in the way in the, and then, after like she has a relationship and then she has the new relationship with the girl it's like constantly her trying to take the control back oh yeah she's constantly trying to control trying to control and that's where she gets to be a horrible person yeah and at the end of the movie i feel like she finally realizes that she can be in control of herself without needing to control the people around her well there's a there's a theory that i was reading online um when i was trying to prepare for this uh is that he has a or she has a girlfriend that dresses as a man and he's was a man who dresses as a woman. Um, but the theory is that Hedwig makes his girlfriend dress as a man. Like I want to be seen with a man because hmm. mm-hmm. the whole thing, the, throughout the whole play, there's this like underline that whenever she sees one of Hedwig's wigs, she wants to put it on and be a woman. And he's always like, no, you got to keep the beard and you're a man. Hmm. So it's at the end of the show, he finally like, he gives her a wig and she goes off and bees a woman and just leaves Hedwig behind because he realizes what he's doing. It's like, it's kind of a beautiful moment, yeah. but I, yeah. I liked the so, amount of like control. And it's all about power and control. And, like it's all you in just got to give it up. Yeah. There's, there's so many layers to this movie and there's a fucking hour and a half. It just, it flies by the music's great. I love this shit out of this movie. <laughs> and I just, I kind of forgotten how much I loved it until I rewatched it today. That's a good sale. Yeah. Everyone should watch it. It's fantastic. Mm. Just not like I did for the first time with my dad in some bullshit theater. <laughs> that got real awkward real fast. Uh, so, Brian, you want to leave? Or? <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's it. Uh, all right, so now we get to the wonderful process where we get to vote for everything but Repo. Um, <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get one more dig in there. Okay, so let's go in the same order that we went. So we'll recap really quick. We had – who went first? You went first, right? No, I went first. No, you went first. Little, uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Yep. And then we did Rocky Horror Picture Show, then South Park, Bigger, Longer, Uncut, Repo the Genetic Opera. <laughs> I can speak yeah. words. Uh, and then – Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Again, I can speak words. Um, words. Words. 
I'm going to pick South Park. South Park? It came around. I saw it at the right time. That's the thing. Is it came? It I saw it at the right time. I was yeah. the right age for the right humor. The songs are catchy. It manages to blend a modern sensibility with old style musical, uh, like the way the songs are constructed. Mm-hmm. And um, it's funny. Like it's it, it funny. And I give the points to that for this. I have to go with Hedwig. I have to go with Hedwig. That sounds better. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the film that has the most emotional punch, and honestly, I think we'll have the lo- other than my movie, we'll have the longest lifespan. Well, it's because I just keep redoing it. I think. Yours or mine? Yeah, mine. Well, it's because I, even if you are not a transgendered or transsexual person, you can relate to the pain that she goes through. Oh, yeah. Just the trying to find your identity and trying to deal with it in a world that might not understand you anyone can relate to that yeah so then it was i'll go with repo because none of this matters (laughs) (laughs) interesting fair enough if we have a tie i'm going to be so po'd (laughs) i know (laughs) that's all ryan wants to do is create a tie (laughs) just create you're the tie maker as much as i can do you want me to vote for if you want to vote for repo it's too late it's too late that that is your choice it's kind of weird for you to once you've said it, it once you've said it that's it you have to watch it now it's like letting yeah. go of the chess piece well i've only seen two of them unfortunately no. oh. including mine <laughs> <laughs> mine and yours i'm going to vote for rocky horror picture show then okay then i'll also vote for rocky horror picture show i have no problem with that one winning yay <laughs> <laughs> uh even though I don't think it's the best movie ever, I will say that it wins strictly it, on theater-going yeah, experience. Yeah. Theater-going experience and it fucking wins. No one would argue that it didn't deserve to win tonight. Absolutely not. Yeah. On theater-going experience alone, it is one of the greatest films ever because it is the best movie to see in theaters. Yeah. I think on uh, sales pitch alone, you would have won for Hedwig just because you said you fucking loved it so many times. I really do <laughs> love that movie. You really made, of, of all the ones at the table, you made me want to see yours the most. Have you never seen Rocky Horror? I've seen Rocky Horror. That's okay. what I was saying. Yours, I think there was a microphone in the way. Yours and mine are the only ones at the table. I'd okay. Say. Be just, just getting through life not seeing that movie is just weird to me. Not seeing Rocky I've Horror. I've met not two people Horror. who haven't seen it. Well, the, were those the last two people? Because They just don't know the glory of fishnets then. Uh, all right. So I'll bring this episode to a close with Rocky Horror being our winner, which makes sense. Next week, we have our best of 2015. I think it's far enough out of 2015 where it's considered after the hype now, where we can talk about it. <laughs> 2015's um, over. Yeah, we'll, uh, we're going to do that episode a little bit different, but I'm going to save that for next week when you actually hear how it unfolds. But I'm pretty excited about it. I think it's going to work out really well. Uh, and then the week after that, we're doing uh, a little bit of a throwback back to the 90s, 97, if oh, you will. Oh, that'll be fun. Uh, we'll, mm. We get to go on a big boat. A grand journey that will go oh so well for everyone on the boat. I hope that episode doesn't sink. Love boat? Yeah. No. <laughs> yep, it's love boat. <laughs> it was a movie that really wanted Enya. There was definitely love on the boat. Yeah. Oh, there's some love on the boat. <laughs> and then James or Enya said no, and they told James Horner, "Do your best, Enya." <laughs> Can I propose something, Brian? Yeah. If anybody has made it to the end of this episode and is listening to this right now and really wants to participate. I think that you could figure out a way to submit the best of anything for next week. Yeah, that's fine. And we'll include it in the podcast. If you can leave a make a short voice recording or even type up something, we'll read it ourselves. Yeah. Uh, okay, so thank you to Kara for coming out. Thanks, uh, Kara. Woo! And then thanks for everyone else for always being here. Sure, whatever. Yeah, it's whatever. fun. Yeah, thanks for being here. See you guys. later. Bye! Bye! Bye. Double feature, picture show in the
back Yeah.